the Kazabru Show! <laughs> What's up, Brother Kaz? Oh, my man, the, the world might be spinning out of control, but when I hear the Welcome to the Kazabru Show, I know that I am safe. I've been perfecting that for however many years now, five, six years? It's a, it's a call to action amongst the people. <laughs> It's an aggressive welcoming <laughs> to the show. Uh, it's been quite some time. Let's say yeah. about a month or two. Well, maybe, I mean, it was, we didn't even finish up the, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, life and the times when Ronaldo got in the way, we didn't even finish up the uh, finals, I don't think. Well, that's a shame. Um, huh? Yeah, no, I mean, it's it, life and life and things have, have come up, but uh our apologies. It's it's the best we can do. I mean, I wrote a little bit about it in the B150 release over at hoop-ball.com. Um, I've been going through medical stuff like crazy. Um, nothing too crazy, but, uh, you know, just like nervous, uh, nerve issues in the neck. And so I've been in like rehab, doing exercises, oh, okay. uh, doing fantasy drafts as the, the background um would would tell you that i am on deck which means i should turn the sound off on my computer here um but yeah other than the medical stuff um you know covid's really thrown a wrinkle in just about everything shocker shocker the people can attest to that without us telling them yeah yeah (laughs) and um you know we've we've got a lot of that on on tap here um you know we're going to talk about two things primarily in this show um it, one is Kyrie Irving the other is Ben Simmons these are huge tectonic kind of plates shifting in in the NBA right now um but we'll we'll dally and dibble around the rest of everything you know that we got going on here but um as far as the last couple months have gone how have you been man oh you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm getting I'm, I'm doing the, the best I can you know we uh live in the old uh family life and i've you know made some uh, business changes uh so i'm kind of uh you know on my own and um so that's taken up uh, a lot of time but it's a good 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 thing and then you know my oldest is uh he's entered the sports world so you know we just got done with soccer and uh we're getting i'm coaching the basketball team we just had a coaches meeting last night so uh let the good times roll so you're back, there. Back into coaching. Back in the game, man. I, uh, you know, the last pre-COVID, he had a, um, you know, we, he was in basketball, and these people, God bless them, they were sweet people, but they had never, I don't think they ever played or coached before, and they were doing the best they can. It was a, you know, a husband and a wife, and the wife was actually pretty good. But they also had a newborn, and so the baby, had to, you know, the baby was always crying for the mom. So the the dad was kind of in charge. And you know, the first day of practice, I saw you know kind of how it was going, and I was like, hey, you know, I've coached for a lot of years, and you know, I would, you know, uh, if you need any help or uh, you need any drills or anything like that, I'd be like, oh, I got it, I got it. And uh, you know, it was pretty <laughs> awful. <laughs> and. Uh, so I said, I'm not going to complain. I'm going to take care of business myself this year. <laughs> so. Oh, oh, you're actually taking action. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. Would, would you say that you were providing a voice for the voiceless? Yeah, I really I was providing a voice for the voice. There were many parents that were on that team. But you actually that, took action. You you I didn't decided. you didn't release an anonymously sourced article through your proxies. <laughs> I did to not. A member of the sports media who most likely sent it back to those people and said, hey, could you proofread my article, please? I did not do that. <laughs> I decided I'm a man. I'm a grown up. <laughs> and if I want to do something, if I want to make change, I can do it myself. That's what I decided because that's what grown ups should do. You know, you know that's so actually this- why Hoopball was started. I'm not even, right? I'm not even kidding because like. And there was a point in time I, I looked around. <laughs> yeah, you were there. Um, you, you were there for the naming. You were there for the the genesis. You there. But the, you know, I looked around and the, the the media landscape was just kind of trash. Like, let's just be honest. Like, there are some great media people out there. Like, there really are. Um, but the food chain is the food chain for a reason. Um, and you're you're seeing that play out. In a lot of these stories, like John Gruden, the, the Washington Redskins, Adam Schefter, um, but to the or to your point, like the reason I started Hoopball is I thought you know the only way to make change in this thing that I'm a part of, you know, that's in my DNA that I've spent my entire last decade plus doing, you know, was was to do it on my own. Um, but that's not, you know, that's not everybody else's way. <laughs> that that's um, there's 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 something brewing, man. And I'm kind of him and Han here because like there's something brewing in this this country, this world. Maybe not so much in other parts of the world, but here in the United States, especially, but probably in more industrialized nations, I would think, where we're really at odds and and we're really grappling with a lot of really big issues and we're really doing a crappy job of it, (laughs) of the grappling. Yes. And, and I, and I think there's no leadership, you know, amongst people really, you know, kind of at, at the larger level, maybe there's not, maybe there is leadership, but it's, there is definitely a lack of leadership and, how that's all just sort of transpiring it's like all you got to do is turn on twitter one day and you will see like 10 different things that make your jaw drop in 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 their audacity or their stupidity or um you name the adjective or adverb whatever you know like it's it's just sitting there on a on a on a plate and and you know we'll talk about Kyrie and we'll talk about Ben Simmons these are totally symptoms of, of a larger thing that's going on with society. Um, but we're just seeing so much of it. I mean, like the John Gruden stuff, like, is anybody surprised? Yeah. <laughs> about I, any aspect of this? I mean, I, I, I definitely was. Well, maybe the, the fact that they're dumb enough to put in email was a little bit. That doesn't surprise sh- me at all doesn't surprise you but i mean like the i think that no i mean as far as the fact that you know racist sexist homophobes um are in positions of power no that doesn't that shouldn't surprise anybody i i thought i thought it was unique i mean and there's a lot that you know i mean i kind of feel like this was obviously 
people in the NFL. This is obviously on him, which is which he absolutely deserves. But I, I don't understand how you can be the um, how there could be an investigation into the Washington football team, and then the coach of the Raiders gets fired, and that's really the only collateral damage that you you and the happens. forty attorneys representing claimants in uh, yeah. proceedings against the Washington football team. You know, this this was clearly insider people that wanted him out for whatever reason because he's a jerk and and uh, were able to do that. But I think when you can be this flippant, you know, it could be so disgusting that flippant, you know, on company time, you know, it's a it's a clear sign of that, you know, things are in a bad way when it comes to people in power. And I, and I think that we have a tendency on these issues, whether it be misogyny, racism, homophobia, to, to kind of look to the past and say, hey, well, you know, things are uh, a lot better than they were. So we're, that's, a, that's a horrible... Well, <laughs> that's a, my question would be like, judge. are they? <laughs> well, are, yeah, for, that's, that's the one. But, you know, but, I mean, in the sense of, yeah. But if that's you know, your line of thinking... But that's your line of, of reasoning for why things are good is because they're better than that's just a really horrible, horrible way well, to go. Through you that. also had like people. I mean, you had the obvious people out there that stood up for Gruden within like, you know, there's layers of this story. So like, you know, the kind of like the most recent layer where it wasn't extremely obvious that he was going to resign and get kicked out. And, you know, like the, the final hammer dropped. I had people like there was like the Grant Napiers of the world releasing podcasts saying like everybody's completely overreacting here. Um, yes. And you had other people in the media and especially in the football media. I want to say, um, God, I'm not even going to say because I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure. The, the prominent people in the media that stood up for Gruden, you know, and just keep this this facade it's not a facade it's a you know it's like a keep the machine going like they're they're very much i want to say like the old money new money thing but like they're very much they just want the status quo of whatever it is right now i have a good job so i want to say that this is okay you know like i'm cool okay right. so i'm cool therefore everything else must stay the same right and that um you know, it's it, that's been playing out forever. Um, but you know, the, the, I guess the media angle on this, I don't, I don't know that we're going to see any change in the way these stories are covered or the way that we talk about these things until the media takes like a real big look in the mirror and decides what it wants to be. And 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 the, the Adam Schefter stuff is is kind of like tangential, like it's you know because he he's getting kind of outed in these these court documents as is giving the GM you know of of the Washington Redskins at the time sort of a free pass to write the article, you know whatever they were writing at the time, you know however they want, and that that sort of like. It's like a quid pro quo that happens across like every media industry there is, whether it's sports or politics. I watched this stuff. I had people approach me as if I was going to write quid pro quo 
on things. Um, like all sorts of people in the media that I've been around are approached to do this kind of thing all the time. And, and how we get to, <clears throat> you know, these important issues with, with players like Kyrie Irving, you know, they're, they feel completely, Kyrie Irving feels completely emboldened in his approach right now to do what he is doing. And it's largely because his entire life, the media has just sort of done what he's wanted them to do. And I just wonder, like, at what point in time, like, I don't care that Woj or Shams, like, puts the agent's name or, like, says something nice about the player, you know, to get the news and to break the news. Like, like I kind of feel like that stuff is baked into the equation to some degree. And no, I don't like it, you know, and, and, and yes, I would like all hoopball journalists to have, like, a firewall between themselves and you know, the, who they cover and, and the financial and the, you know, the just the, the quid pro quo side. Like, I, I want them to not even have to think about that stuff. Um, but there's this... There's this sort of comfort level with passing along bad information. And <laughs> that... It, it's like the ecosystem. It's the food chain. It's how these guys get their next meal. It's how they follow their dreams. Like, you know, how they're making their money. You know, like, you're, I don't that, think you're going to get that. But it, it, but it all happens at the expense of humans. You yeah, know? it's, I mean, it's to what degree, really, that you want those things. There is a, there's, there's a, a line of thought that you can just do your job to the best of your ability, have complete and total integrity, and wherever your career goes, your career is going to go. So maybe you're never going to be the, the, the Woj or the Adam Schefter, but you, you can, you're not, they're also not going to be having someone digging, in, digging up stuff of how you went against the very, you know, basic, you know, cores of journalism, you know, so... It's up to individuals to to decide that they are going to toe the line on integrity. And and media has, I, I think once media started becoming celebrity, <laughs> that's when things started to go askew. And that that's not it's... recently. That's not just Twitter. That was, that's way before when when. When people could start demanding crazy things for simply reading the news, like that, that that's when things are were, were started to go off the go off the the rails, and social media is just exacerbated. Yeah, I was gonna say I agree with you on the genesis, but then the the fuel of the fire has been social media, and like in the NBA, you know, social media stars sort of kind of come up out of nowhere. And there is this ecosystem within the social media NBA, um, less so in the brick and mortar NBA, which barely exists anymore. Right. For folks to climb that ladder in any way that they can. And they rely on technology, 
you know, to, to climb their follower counts, mm-hmm. to, um, to sort of spread their message. They, they network at levels that we haven't really seen in the past, and they exert their influence in, in ways that we haven't really seen too much of. So what you get in these, these sort of echo chambers is a lot of groupthink, and, and you get a lot of folks who are willing to step on people's heads to get to the top. And that's kind of the ecosystem that we operate in. Uh, and it's, it, it, I think people are just fed up with it. Like, I think just people in general, and it becomes so easy to trash the media as a result of the behavior of media people. I mean, I had a guy yesterday, you know, try to, you know, accuse me of, of having a thought because I wanted likes on a tweet. You know, this guy's a moron, you know, he doesn't deserve the time of day. But the, the idea that people are aggressively pursuing celebrity in their media endeavors is kind of like at least a quarter of the problem. And I know we're going to shift and we're going to talk about Kyrie here, but Kyrie and Ben Simmons. But these are two guys who have been completely enabled, you know, in the media environment to do these kind of really outlandish things. And, you know, if we're going to talk about basketball, who's the team in the East that everybody's afraid of? You know, the Brooklyn Nets. Who's the other team in the East that everybody's afraid of? You know, the Philadelphia 76ers. They're currently led by two people, or I use the term led very loosely, but, like, they they have two players that are completely 100% question marks heading into the season and how did they get that way? Let, let, let's 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 dissect. Let's let's get into let's get into a little basketball here. Which uh, one? Let's with, let's, which one? Let's start with Ben Simmons. Let's start with okay. Ben Simmons. His to me is the more interesting story because you know this guy, you know he grew up in Australia and he, you know, was the, the it thing. And like, I never watched a documentary about him at, you know, LSU, but I, I know did. that was, you did. Yeah. And it wasn't that like a complete mess over there. Like what was going on with him and the, I forget the who produced that, but you know, but it was, so, it was very friendly, but yeah. And so this kid is crowned, you know, the next, LeBron or whatever, you know, before he dribbles a basketball. And he comes into the league and he's been there's really good things about what he does on the on the court and then there's things that are pretty awful. But where where we are today, our last memory of Ben Simmons is a guy that's got a max contract who was afraid to make to take layups. And his response to his just awful performance, his inability to, to get any better at almost anything that he does on the field or on the court is to blame the Sixers <laughs> for his shortcomings as a basketball player. And then on top of it, thinks that he has leverage, which was which is really what I found to be so interesting about this. The idea that he thought that he was going to be so coveted <laughs> by anybody was ridiculous. Bro, we just watched you afraid to shoot layups. 
what, what who who the heck who, who the hell's gonna pay you this any kind of give up real assets you know for a guy that's afraid like literally scared to death to be involved in the last quarter of a game scared to death i, I mean I, I i just thought i mean it just it would just blew my mind when the story came out i was just like you gotta be kidding right like what the Doc Rivers locked the doors of the gym? Like, like what? What exactly is the Sixers? What exactly is the problem? And does anybody? I, I just for a second, I want to, I want to like ask a rhetorical question. Is anybody debating anything Kaz is saying right now? Like, really? Is 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 there a, is there like a question? Did he like not? Was he? Was he not not afraid? <laughs> Everybody saw. It. Yeah, and and basically, how do you get to a point now where it's like you said, it's not his fault. It's it's the Sixers' fault, but yes. his, in his mind now, he's trying to find locations that are like complementary to his game. And this leverage game that's playing out, you know, it has played out. Nobody wants him. I I, I think there are teams that want him. But right. they're only, and the, when I say only, keep in mind, there's severe sarcasm here. It's only like Buddy Heald and Marvin Hagley. Or Marvin Hagley, Bagley. <laughs> the great Marvin Hagler. <laughs> yeah. I need more coffee over here. Uh, and like a first round pick. And that's not enough for, for Daryl Morey. Yeah. And, and the deal has, has been stymied because of that. Which is hilarious. I wouldn't trade a single asset for the right to no. pay 33% of my cap on a guy who has not just everything that you mentioned, but there's just even more. It's like, how do you configure the offense around the guy? You know, yeah. in Sacramento, like, you're going to take the, the ball out of De'Aaron Fox and, and Tyrese Halliburton's hands? Right. right. Like, how stupid yeah. are we? That was the one that was, you know, I saw one story early in this thing and it was like it had a it had a package that included uh, Halliburton. And I was like, well, I know this is a BS story because if they threw Halliburton in the thing, they would have taken that a long time ago. You mean talk about a coup. Oh, I mean, Halliburton's, be Halliburton's better than him right now. Forget about the future. <laughs> He's better than him right now. It's not, it's not even a close. It's not even there's a there's a gap between. <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton and Ben Simmons. And you so want to talk about media like, like, imagine, like, okay, so why would even media promote this idea? Right. You, you have right. to be so desperately afraid of something to promote right. this dumb idea. Yeah. That, that you, 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 and, and that's the thing, like, if people want to get worked up about quid pro quo in media, like Adam Schefter, like, you know, whatever being a pr guy you know this happens everywhere <laughs> it's all around the league in every city like it, it, or or with player agents like right you you have to be trying to get some extreme level of favor by trying to propose those deals in the media as legitimate and yet we've seen it how many times how many Ben Simmons deals have you seen that have originated from either Daryl Morey, like the Sixers, or an acquiring team that's just pr 
praying that the fan base buys it question mark yeah. I, I don't know what the goal is there but like somebody in like the kings obviously is like man ben simmons is gonna put us over the top we got to do this and then the trial balloons get floated out and people are like well you know if i don't get on this ben simmons train i could be on the outside looking in and, yeah. and, and we couldn't have that now yeah and that's the environment we're in and, and i keep coming back to this because like how does a ben simmons get to the point where you're afraid to take a layup at crunch time in a game you love like I don't doubt he, he he could completely love the game, but he he knows that he didn't want that layup. Right. So what is he doing about it? Right. What are you doing about it? Yeah. And and that's that's almost the most like kind of disgusting thing, you know, and I just, you know, cruising through stuff this morning, I I didn't read the story, but it said uh something like you know, Lonzo Ball's shooting improvement proves that Ben Simmons is just lazy. Was the title of the article? <laughs> and it's true. I mean, anybody that's ever shot, like shooting a basketball, is like playing darts or anything. If you work on it, you will improve. Period. Now you might not be able to dribble through your legs with a six foot eight guy on you and do a fadeaway three. But you can improve on catching a basketball and shooting it. And he simply hasn't. He simply hasn't at all. So that either it either speaks to he is lazy and hasn't put in the work, or he has a mental block and it's something that he won't be able to do. Either way, either way, it's not a good situation and it's not something that anybody wants on their basketball. I, I would posit another theory. I think all of those are true, by the way. I'll posit another theory. I think there's like rampant narcissism in our Ooh, society. Yeah. And and social media is kind of at the root of it all. Like, but maybe not the cause. Like social media to me might be the mirror that that we get to see all of this stuff in. And and right. it might accelerate people's narcissism, but like he clearly thinks it's all about him. Like, it's not about Joel Embiid. It's not about his teammates. It's not about the 12th man who's fighting for some sort of, you know, like, good development so he can stick around in the league. You know, the right. Sixers win and, you know, the, the rising tide that lifts all boats occurs. You know, um, that he's not thinking about that. He's thinking about this is my style of my game and this is how I play and everybody needs to bend to me. Right. Me, 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 me. And that, I just think that's permeating through society. Like, you know, we'll talk about Kyrie with uh, whenever we close this out. But like, I don't want to get the vaccine because me, 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 me. Yeah, and and that's a, and it's a, it's funny because it's it's one of those things also like like he's not even like. It's not like they're coming off a championship, right? Like, in both of these scenarios with him, man, like, Ben Simmons has done nothing for the Sixers organization. Kyrie Irving has done nothing for the... What was Kyrie Irving played in 80 games or something like that for Brooklyn? Like, you know, like, what are we... What are you talking about? 
Like what? What are you? What are these two guys talking about? What? What makes you? What makes you think that any organization should bend to you, let alone the one you've been a part of? Like you have done nothing. You have done. You are. You are like behind. The Sixers have a rich history, bro. You are. You're not. Not only you're not the best player in your team. You're. You're barking on probably not being one of the ten best Sixers of all time. <laughs> like, bro. And yet you've made more money. And I don't ever care about people making their money. Like, like honestly, get your money. Like, is my my thoughts because certainly everybody else is going to get theirs. Right. But like, you have the reason you make this much money is the people that came before you. Right. Honor that to some degree. Some degree. Honor it with a hard day's work. Yeah. Honor it with some humility about things you need to change about yourself. Right. In fact, as an antidote, that would probably be where I would start for the entire world. <laughs> is the old mirror is, is, is looking in the mirror and trying to figure out what you need to do to make yourself better. Um, ben Simmons now, I mean, to kind of forward the discussion along, has really put the Sixers in his... I saw a quote from, from uh, Doc Rivers today that was like, I can't get into somebody's head. He was being asked about Ben Simmons, of course, because that's all yeah. he's going to be asked about for the next X amount of time. Right. And it's like, I can't get into the guy's head. Well, ain't that a great summary of the state of affairs in your team when you can't, like, you can't even, like, I can't get in this guy's head. I have right. no idea what this guy's all about. Right. That's your point guard? Point yeah. forward? Point whatever? Like, that's just not, that's just not great. And and the writing's on the wall with the Ben Simmons situation in general. Like, I think the guys on the team have done a great job of talking, or not even talking, walking the line. Right. Sort of like, like Joel Embiid's comments. I, I'll say this. I feel good about Joel Embiid in, better than I've ever felt about a season. Absolutely. That he's good. It feels like he's been working out. It yeah. feels like he's got some better perspectives on leadership. Yes. I'm excited. Yeah. I, I thought I thought his comments actually because there's only so much like an organization can say. Doc Rivers couldn't really say too much because, you know, he had to possibly coach the guy and you don't want to ruffle feathers of potential free agents down the road who might also have his Ben Simmons kind of narcissistic issues. But I thought Joel Embiid's comments talking about how other people are depending on him, you know, I thought everything he said, not only was it right and good, it really threw the pressure back on the Ben Simmons. I, I really think that he, the, the only choice in this, after the terrible performance he put on film, the only choice, if he really wanted to get out of it, was to come back, string together 20 good games, and there would be people back on the market for him. That was the only choice. By him doing all of this stuff, all that did was cause confusion. All it's going to cause is distraction. People are going to be talking about it down the road. If they win five games, people aren't going to be in a row. They're not going to go, oh, you guys are really playing well. They're going to go, Hey, well, Ben, what do you think about? Are you are you now since you've won a couple of games in a row now? Are you are you content on staying here? Like this thing is never going away now. 
until he's traded, all because of him, you know? And I think that the- And his the, representation. And his rep, well, yeah, I mean, I mean, talk about a miscalculation. I mean, like, I mean, there's just a, there's a lot, <laughs> there's a lot here, but because um, he showed but, up and he showed up at their doorstep the other night. Yes, nobody yeah. knew. Right. I wonder, did he go off script? And we'll talk about Kyrie. I swear, we'll talk yeah, about Kyrie. But that made me think of Kyrie. But like, because but but that's true. I mean, like, because does he does he now? Because he's you know he, he wanted this and. Maybe the representation wanted it. They wanted him out, and oh, we'll just do this because everybody wants you, Ben. You can get it, and then it doesn't happen. Maybe is it now that when Ben Simmons sees the landscape and how training camps are open, he's still there. Nobody wants him. Maybe he did say, "The hell with it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go over there and get my test and get back in there," because these people don't know what the hell they're they're talking about. <laughs> my my representation clearly was wrong. He clearly has no kind of perspective on where he's at and where things stand. And to get back to Joel Embiid real quick, cause I, I really want to like that guy playing 70 plus games is like, if he's in shape and he's healthy and he really takes on this leadership role, um, he gets lighter on his joints. Like that's, yeah. that's a huge game changing kind of a thing. Right. Like, I don't know who on the Nets is going to cover that. Like, right. I don't think they are. Right. <laughs> you know? And so, um, you, and you've got this, well, there, we call it injured star theory in, in gambling. Um, I think the Sixers will be better without Ben Simmons. Because uh, they got go ahead, holes. Yeah. They got holes. Don't get me wrong. But, like, there will be some sort of return in the trade. Like if they play it right, if they don't get like, if, if it's not stupid, right? And I kind of think Daryl Morey won't be like totally stupid about the fit of the players returning. Right. <laughs> like if you can just get a couple, like a little bit more experience at guard, Shake Milton, Tyrese Maxey, you know, I mean, like not really there. Um, you know, there's some good things about both players. Right. Uh, Seth Curry is a baller. Like, yeah. He, he's yeah. just a straight-up baller. Uh, Tobias Harris, you know, there, there are no complaints there. Right. Like, you, you got some pieces that would surround a Joel Embiid. You're kind of right. just like one or two pieces away that, that are cheaper pieces. Right. Like, you, you could almost, like, say, I would like to get my Ben Simmons compensation in the form of, mm. like, maybe not those high-end draft picks because people clutch onto those like gold. But like right. get some mid first rounders, but get really some solid players that can help what you're trying to accomplish. You know, like a Buddy Heald would be, you know, like kind of a uh, he's a little expensive, but like, you know, right. just some solid players. Right. Now that these and, guys are con they're like moving into favorite kind of positions. Yeah, and and the funny thing too is, you know, if you're talking about you know, it's it's distress. You know, the, I'm sure Milwaukee's watching all these. You know, <laughs> watching all the Nets are the favorites and all this kind of stuff. And I'm sure that they're it's just billboard and they're just gonna, you know, that's good fuel for them. But if you really do think the Nets are the team, and you got to deal with a guy like Kevin Durant, like Ben Simmons is built pretty good, right? 
if you if you got a if you want a guy that might get a couple of might get a, a few no calls, a guy that's long, a guy that's probably a little bit you know he's definitely stronger than you know Kevin Durant. Um, Kevin Durant likes to go on the block a lot, not the block, but, you know, post that high post, you know, 14 feet away. Ben Simmons could be a gigantic asset, even with all of his flaws. Against the Nets, a lot of teams don't have a guy that can do what Ben Simmons can do to Kevin Durant. And this guy just he blew it <laughs> well what's interesting they, 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 maybe the second best guy in the nba or maybe even better than ben would be matisse Tybel. right so they kind of so have then, a backup you, plan right and and you just you can't you're so in your own head about how great you are and how anything that's wrong with your game is because of other people like at least recognize you don't even see what you do good and how and how it's going to be needed like no matter what happens the chances of him going to a contender are real small no like, he's yeah. going he's going to a bad team he's not he's not going to the clippers he's not going to miami he he's going to a bad team that's what, what's funny out. To bring it local, like because he comes out through people, and, and the the truth of this is still kind of up for debate. Like, but he's like, I would play in Sacramento, and <laughs> like he's probably looking at the landscape, and he's like, oh man, I'm gonna end up on like the Rockets or something, <laughs> you know? <Right>. Um, <laughs> like, hey, way to go, Sacramento! You're an upgrade now. Um, but like, it's funny. Sacramento has this amazing vibe around it, which is hilarious on so many levels. Like, what is Luke Walton gonna do to screw it up? is really like kind of, I, I think at least my perspective, I would think that's mo- most people who understand basketball's perspective. Like, but, but you've got Davion Mitchell, who's like all defense out. Like they, you know, there's a lot of guys that care about defense on this team now. Um, sort of the vibe is good. Are you going to bring that guy in, in a Ben Simmons and completely screw that vibe up? Like, yeah. and that's to your point about contending teams. There's a part of me that like wants like a Warriors or, you know, the Denver like, you know, has come up a couple times. It's like, yeah, maybe I can see the outlines of it. Like, you know, especially if like your window is closing for whatever reason and you got to just take a shot. Right. I don't think that's I wouldn't do it. But in in terms of. Go ahead. I'm sorry. In terms of like trying to figure out where's the best spot, because I don't think Ben Simmons can stay in Philly like. There's just too much bad blood there. No, it, no, he's got to go. He's got to go. But he's going to have to play. Yeah, he's got to play somewhere in the NBA. No, he's, he's got to play in Philadelphia. Yeah, that, gotta, that, that gotta, much is he's true. Gotta, and he's got to play his way out of there. Nobody, nobody's nobody's going to do anything until, they, until he could make people forget a little bit. What's that going to be like for him is going to be a huge thing for his development. Like, at any point in time, he can be like, oh, this is a call to make some changes. He could do that at any time. Anybody listening to this podcast at any point in time, if things aren't the way you like them, if things aren't going your way, you can just make that change. You know? Did you? I mean, I I saw earlier, you know, Denver did come out and kind of when they were talking about Jamal Murray and they were like, what they say? They were like, I I think that might be insulting to Jamal Murray. Like who in their right mind 
knowing, seeing what Jamal Murray has done in playoffs, who, who with half a brain is even considering Jamal Murray? For Ben Simmons. I mean, like, talk about the quickest way to the unemployment line if you're a GM. I mean, that would be an absolute coup for everything I've ever said about Daryl Moore. I throw away. I would give them executives. Yeah, I noticed you didn't exactly jump on my endorsement of his acumen. (laughs) You didn't exactly jump on my endorsement of his acumen and getting a a good return for... uh, (laughs) But he's but, another one, you know. It's like everybody thinks Daryl Morey's a genius. Like, yeah, okay, like because he talked to you on Twitter once. Like, like the the the. I, I want to see the media evolve into something that's better. Like that that we because there are some very talented people in media. Don't get me wrong. Like a lot of talented people in media, but we have dumbed down the conversation on everything in this planet. In the last 10 years, I can't even begin to like start the list of things we've dumbed down to the point of ridiculousness. And, you know, I think like we can have conversations about basketball in such a better way if we're not playing the kiss up game, if we're not worried about where our next paycheck comes from or we're not worried about the, you know, the the old boys club, you know, at the top that basically gets to decide who is at the top of the food chain, you know, or not. And, and, and the deterioration of newspapers and just that, all all that jumbled up revenue stream where, you know, the only, the only company that's made an impact in sports media over the last say three, five years has been the athletic. And even those guys, you know, are essentially, venture capitalists that overextended themselves displaced all these journalists put them in one bucket and then basically said we're going to we're going to onboard all these guys at once by by giving them kind of more money than we could afford to give them and now they're firing people left and right you know and that's been the one great thing that we've seen and they and honestly it's been great because it's staved off all this job loss within the media ranks that had been happening for 10 years, 20 years, you know, since the advent of the internet and and social media and free content, you know, and we're seeing this play out, not just in basketball, but in the world. And this is a great time to pivot to Kyrie Irving because here's another guy who, I mean, this guy, he did a movie. Like, like, did anybody ask for the Kyrie Irving Pepsi movie? I don't know if I know what that is. You know, you know, he did a movie, right? The no, uh, uh, about- Uncle, Uncle Drew. Was it Uncle Drew? Yeah. yeah. Like, literally yeah. nobody asked for that movie. And, and what, where I'm going with this is like. Wait, I don't get it. <laughs> no, no. Where I'm going with this is like when you are a star player in the NBA you know, at the level of a Kyrie Irving, you get to call your shot, you know, pretty much with whatever you want to do. And now here's a guy that a ton of people look up to, you know, for better or worse, out there saying he's speaking for the voiceless on the issue of the vaccine. Well, he's not saying that. 
No, he's not he's saying that. He Shams is saying that. Shams is sending an email that says, hey, does this look right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kidding. Kidding. But not really. Um, I, I mean, I bring that up because, like, they... How emboldened are you by the people around you to go out and have... I mean, the position of not wanting to take the vaccine... Like, where are we at with that <laughs> as a country? Yeah, I, like, I think, I mean, and I'm going to, just for the sake of the show, I'm going to maybe uh, stay away from the country for a minute here. But, you know, just with him, and there's a lot of guys in the NFL who keep uh, bringing up, you know, personal choice. And, you know, we're in a global pandemic that has killed several million people, 700,000 in our, in our country, and it is passed through microscopic droplets <laughs> that are in the air from breathing. Kyrie Irving, for a living, breathes heavily on other human beings. This is not a personal choice. This is not a personal choice. You, you, I'm sorry. You're not Serena Williams who never has to get next to an opponent. You, you don't have, you're not someone that never has to deal with a team. An opponent with a family. <clears throat> with a family. With grandparents. Who, with people who have cancer. Who the treatments for their cancer are making it to where they did get vaccinated. But... It's not working with them because of their other medications. This is not a personal choice for Kyrie Irving, for Carson Wentz, for all these people. This is you being a decent human being and helping your fellow human beings. And the idea that he thinks that <laughs> Brooklyn should like practice in upstate New York or something like that, dude. Again, like, he's, I'm looking at his ass. He's played 74 games for the Brooklyn Nets. 74 games? And you, you think that you should have them bend over backwards for you? Like, I mean, bro, come on. Come on. And I, and I feel bad because... I love a lot of what Kyrie Irving does out in the community. He's very philanthropy-driven, and that's great. But, like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You, you, you can't, you, we cannot have a, like, what's going to happen? I thought Sam Mitchell brought up a great point because he, he came from a role-player perspective. He's like, he's like, it wouldn't be a problem until the first time in a game when I cut one way and he throws it the other way and then he yells at me. He's <laughs> like, then we would have a problem because I wouldn't have cut the wrong way if we were on the same page if someone had been at practice. And he's like, that's when things would get really off the rails for, for a role player like me, you know, is that the guy who won't show up is not the guy that's pointing the finger you know, so I mean, just I, I just this one's just like, you know, 
Kyrie is we were talking before. Kyrie is strange by Kyrie stand by by strange standards. You know, he's on a different level of strange. But this one is just so beyond flawed when it comes to the professional sports world that I, I, I I'm just flabbergasted. I, I think the bubble surrounding a lot of professional not all. You don't see Damian Lillard doing this stuff. Right. <laughs> You notice these are people that have like roots in the ground (laughs) in their communities. And and you're right. Kyrie does a lot of stuff that's admirable and he cares. But again, it comes back to this narcissism. Like, why does he care? You know, is it this altruistic drive to help other people? Because if that was it, he would get vaccinated. Right. (laughs) Right. And, and, and that kind of goes for everybody. Like, like if you're out there not getting vaccinated because you think it's going to, like, hurt your body, like, do you have that opinion with every single thing that you do with your body? Right. I'm going to guess no. Yeah. Like, I hate to say it. But there, and there are some, like, health people out there that are completely, like, also going down that road. You know, they are perfect with their bodies. But then, like... Mm-hmm. Why are you not conscientious of this other person that you could hurt? Right. You know, it's like all roads. And, and the interesting thing about this most latest thing with Kyrie about I want to provide a voice for the voiceless. Like there are no outs for people who are not taking the vaccine. You don't have an argument that makes sense. And now, you know, if you're Kyrie and you've made this position you know, you, you, this is your position and you kind of come to the realization like your teammates are telling you, yeah, you're not going to do this half right. thing that you've concocted. Like we're not we didn't right. sign up for this. So and right. the, the Nets have for their part done a decent job. Like I think they're like I wouldn't toe the line for that, but they're doing it and they're invested. And, you know, so they've they've done a decent job of saying like it's his personal choice, like whatever that means. Right. And not torched it yeah i mean i, I like that I, I mean i think that's all they can do because they you know that he has to they're, they're giving him the opportunity to walk through the door and have his head held somewhat high right mm-hmm. it's, it's up to him and, and honestly that goes for everybody like anybody who's listening to this if you are not vaccinated if you're not if you're an anti-vaxxer like you have an opportunity at any point in time to change your mind you know like and and Kyrie can change his mind like what I think is probably going to happen is when your entire team and and the people around you are like, no dude, like that's not going to happen. We're not going to give you a different set of rules as everybody else. While you are making a selfish choice to begin with, they're going to tell him no, which is what they've done. That's been reported. Now he has to figure out how is he going to walk through the door with his head held high? I think that statement about, being a voice for the voiceless i mean it was like i was kind of wondering what was he going to say to get out of this kind of like with andrew wiggins and and you know bradley bill is probably just like you know thanking Kyrie irving like many times over (laughs) (laughs) nobody's talking about me anymore (laughs) hey wiggins you gotta you gotta love wiggins dude that dude percy said it was really now i mean i don't follow as closely as anybody else, as, as maybe you do, as like with Twitter and stuff and people's, you know, random comments and statements. 
I have never, ever heard Andrew Wiggins say anything about religion ever. So that was, that's the hmm. first thing. I don't know. No. That's, the religious thing, though, is like... That's, that's, a, that's the person that caught my, that, that, that got my attention. Like, I, I, just, I, I, I just know that like religious leaders that, that follow, like if it's Christianity, the Bible you know, closely, they're really like, Hey guys, the Bible would have you do this. Right. (laughs) And it's not even close, but yet there are tons of people on that other side of the line that claim to be religious and they are religious, you know, but like they claim the high ground there as well. Like that Jesus would somehow not want this. (laughs) But it was, it, it was more the idea that like, He's he's never he's never ever mentioned religion at all, and, and now, now all of a sudden, sudden yeah, this is his reasoning for doing it. So I, I that that just caught my my eye immediately. But then like the second day they they denied it. But he cracked his quick. He you got to hand it to Kyrie over him. Like Wiggins Wiggins jumped off that train as quick as possible. Ooh, and it's- Wiggins, Wiggins was sprinting over to the to, to the to the uh, vaccine center. He's like. Well, that's why I didn't adjust my rankings very much when any of this stuff was going on for any of these guys. Like, everybody asks, hey, what's up with the Vax? Like, are are they built into the rankings? No. (laughs) (laughs) Kyrie was the only one. Like, I'm like, Kyrie's a little crazy. Like, he might actually pull this off. Um, And then I actually ended up picking him in a league the other day. But anyway, uh, this, but you're seeing it with, like, Bradley Beal, like, Guys have their ideas, and then they have to speak them out loud. Right. Like, Beal's explanations for all this stuff, like, were just like, what? Like, yeah. did you think about this at all before you came to today's media session? Like, yeah. did you think about how it was going to sound? Did you think about your arguments? I don't think the I mean, answer is yes. No, he was literally giving the definition of what being safe was when he was talking about reactions to the vaccine. He was saying, oh, you know, no one's talking about the bad reactions, you know? And they're, they're really, they're really minute. They're really minute. They don't really happen that much. Maybe that's why people are talking about them. They aren't talking about them, you know? But they happen. But, you know, people aren't talking about them. You know, they're really minute. And I'm like, bro is just thinking out loud and what he's, thinking, what he's thinking out loud is the definition of safe. Like he, he's, he's literally just, it, it's it literally, like you said, it was like almost the first time he had ever tried to articulate his thoughts on the issue. And I'd like to connect happy, this to media. If you don't mind, huh? I want to step on you here. But like everybody gets their media from their bubble, right? Their silo. And they get all right. this, like everything they ever think now, it's like, immediately confirmed by their circle of you know inputs whether that's media friends family like he's never articulated those ideas in a discerning public you know and and i've just been amazed watching whether it's these guys or people i know you know like they they haven't actually talk this out like you don't want to get the vaccine because it's like I've heard these things come out like this. Like, I don't want to get the vaccine because honestly, if you get it, you should die. Like the, the mental jump that occurs, like they're like, this is the flu. 
it's it's you know all sorts of people get the flu and if you get this it's just your time yeah and but that's obviously not what they would like to say everybody right. thinks that they are loving people they think right. that they're good neighbors but the silo that they get their info from has convinced them of something that it's like Fauci's fault or you know, it's like Newsom's fault or it's, you know, it's it's some media outlets fault, even if it's even if it's the ulterior position. Oh, it's Fox News's fault. Right. You know, this there's this there's something brewing in this country that it's too complicated for for casual conversation. And it's it's this it's like exasperated through social media. It's exasperated through the enabling of all of these opinions. And that's why I keep coming back to like, you know, these, these players have these big circles around them. There's, there's like a financial thing of like how many people that make money off Kyrie Irving are, are telling him, Kyrie, this is so dumb. Nobody. <laughs> Bradley, what you said, we are all now stupider for having heard it. Yeah, no, no, they're not, they're not saying that because they, they're going to get thrown off. The, they're going to get get out of the, uh, the, the, the kicked out of the party. Media person <laughs> so, X with 100,000 followers. You're not good at your job, man. Like, whatever it is, like, yeah. you know, at what point in time did it be, you know, does it become important for the ideas to stand under their own weight? That to me is is kind of what's going on here. Um because we're also attached to what we think is true, you know, to what we think are, are, um, you know, the, the information that we're getting is right. And, you know, I'm sitting here bagging on, you know, not taking the vaccine, but at, at some level you have to test your ideas out. You have right. to like put them out for consumption. Right. And, and the numbers show that if you get the vaccine, X, Y, Z occurs. It's like I'm confident in my argument because at the end of the day, like 5,000 years from now, somebody will go back and they'll be like, yeah, that was that was good. Yeah. <laughs> good on you. You had a good idea about helping your neighbor there. Um, Kyrie now, I think personally, I think he, he does an about face. That's my prediction. What about you? I, think so. I, I, I don't know. Again, he is a different cat. I could I, I I'm not. I'm not putting it out of the realm that he fights this fight for a long, you know, because there's a very good chance that down the road, you know, depending on how the winter does in New York. Also the laws. Yeah. So that's really the thing. I, I, I'm not putting it out of the realm that Kyrie. Is lobbying vanishes. politicians. <laughs> well, no, no. I know, I know. Kidding. Kinda, just kind of waits it out. And, you know, if, if things are better after the winter, he, you know, in New York decides that they're going to, you know, loosen the restrictions, that maybe he comes back then or maybe he sits out. That, to me, is not out of the realm of Kyrie. It would not shock me at all. I, I think the way the Nets have played it, I think that they have given him ample opportunity to, you know, Walk back, walk back through the door, because he can always deny this uh, voice, the being a voice for the voiceless. He can deny that. He can say, <laughs> he, can, he can say, he can say he didn't say it, right? And so he can he can walk through 
And he could say, hey, I was never anti-vax. I just needed a lot more information. And there was things that were going on in the political realm that, you know, I didn't think were fair. And I just needed some time. I think the Nets have played it beautifully to give him that opportunity. So I, I would imagine if he doesn't do the about face soon, I would imagine that it's going to be a little bit longer for him. I, I can I can totally see him doing that because I, I think he thinks and you know like you look at like someone like Maya Moore at the top of her game who walked away mm-hmm. you know, for social justice who was the best player in the league like in Kyrie's mind he probably thinks he's like the Maya Moore of this thing you know <laughs> it's like, so I can see him completely being like, oh, I could take some time. I mean, you know, he, he, his body needs it anyway. So it's like... there are a lot of angles. Like, so I was staring and this is a tangent, but it's kind of related is like, we have this industry 30 fantasy analysts draft. Right. And Kyrie dropped like, I mean, I think I got him. Where did I get him? Like 120 or something. He usually goes around like 20 to 30 and I never take him because he's always hurt, you know? Yeah. Um, but I'm sitting there staring and I'm like about face, like winner, like kind of going through your ideas there. And like, you know, he could probably use the rest. Like maybe he does come back halfway through the year and then they gear him up. And so I eventually ended up taking him. And um, that's, you know, if you're the Nets, like I, I think, I really do think like Kevin Durant has turned into a bit of a, I don't give a, you know what kind of a guy. Because of all of the criticism. Right. Criticism is interesting. Criticism can either, like, shape you for the positive or it can make you, you know, keep going down the rabbit hole. Right. Uh, I feel like he's taken some of this criticism and and really, I mean, well, you saw it last playoffs, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, to me, coming off that playoff, I mean, I think he's, to me, he's clearly the best player in the league Mm. right now. And... I think he wants, you know, he had the, you know, he's had some serious injuries. I think he appreciates not playing, you know, and how being, you know, having the injuries he's had. I think he appreciates, you know, he's not, he's not young anymore, you know, and I don't think he's going to let anything derail him. James Harden (laughs) came in shape this year. And that, that right. Yeah. You know, and. I think, you know, James Harden, this is him, you know, we, we've talked about, you know, in the past, uh, you know, like Kyle Lowry, how he was just a horrible performer in the playoffs. And, you know, one championship scrubs you clean, mm. scrubs you clean. No one cares about what you did before. You just get the one and everything is forgiven and forgotten. And, and James Harden. I think he sees that opportunity and he ain't going to let Kyrie. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the, I was going to just do a little aside about how Kyle Lowry became one of the clutch players in the playoffs. Right. And, right. and so he took the criticism and that doesn't surprise me. Anybody who's kind of followed Kyle Lowry's career that he would graduate, you know, right. with the experience, with the criticism. Um, but you're right about everything there. Why would those guys let Kyrie call the shots? Especially when he doesn't seem invested. Like, right. that's the, like, okay, cool. Like, you're not that, you don't care if you lose 20 mil. You don't care if you don't play. You don't care, you don't care, you don't care. That's all I'm hearing is you don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I want to accommodate? 
right. any of that. And, and I think that meeting that just happened to me, I, when your peers are like, no. Yeah. Then I think, you know, it's, it's time for a bit of a wake up call. And I think, but, but you kind of like everything that you and everybody else has said always like, it's like, I think he's going to have that wake up call. And then everybody goes, yeah, but it's Kyrie. But it's Kyrie. I mean, I would, I would, if I had to pick a side, yes, I say he's coming back sooner rather than later. If I had to, you know, gun to my head, he's coming back pretty soon. But he's Kyrie, and he is different. I think he, <laughs> it might be the end of Kyrie if he takes that route. Like basketball, you know, like career-wise. Like, you turn, you if you, like, say, let's say he doesn't, like, he doesn't play nice. Right. Like, what does Durant and her and Harden and the Nets, the Nets who made this big bet to bring him in? Right. You know, like that's damning stuff. Yeah. In an NBA competitive sense. Yeah, there will always be a team like whoever, you know, insert bad team here that will be like, yeah, we'll take a flyer on Kyrie. Right. But, but like, it, that would be the end. Yeah. Well, again, it wouldn't be a good team. No. Like. He would, there, he's too talented, right? So somebody's going to give it a go. But it, it would always be, it would be back in, you know, pre-Cleveland LeBron days. He would be the guy amongst a bunch of players that aren't that good or are very young. And we know he's mm. not. Can you imagine the leadership issues with that? Oh, my. Well, we, that's, that's the thing, too. I mean, we saw, this is the guy who wanted to be a leader, so he forced his way out of Cleveland to go to Boston. Had no intent. He was everybody guy, in Boston off. <laughs> and remember, like, he didn't take into account what being a leader is. Like, he, he wants to be the man, but he didn't realize that, like, LeBron being the man means that Kyrie can go two for 17, and they talk about LeBron every night. That's what he didn't want any part of that. <laughs> he wanted to he wanted to like be the man in the sense of like when I score 30 everyone's going to be talking about me. He he forgot about also being the man means that when I play really well and everyone else plays like crap, they blame me. <laughs> and he didn't want to be part of it. The great players take that on. Cuz that's that comes with it. That comes with the territory. You're going to get way too much credit probably and you're going to get way too much blame. But that's what part of being the man. He didn't want any part of that. <laughs> he was like, hey. Part of being a man is shedding of the ego. Like, that to me is... Or, it, or, or, or I mean, sh shedding it, but or just, just incorporating it. Like, being like, I'm going to do everything I can to feed my ego. Like, I'm not going to leave any stone unturned because I have a big ego and I'm going to prove my ego right. <laughs> you know? There's guys that have egos who suck. <laughs> you know, but if you if you have an ego and you're putting in all the time, I'm, I'm, then hey, have an ego, but, but you have to take it all. You know, you have to take it all. I think that's that's probably some semantics there. Like you know, if you have that ego and you recognize your strengths, good for you. You know, like if those are legitimate strengths and if they can be yeah. complementary to other people. You know, if they're not taking away from other people, then have at it and, and by all yeah. means lean into it, you know, because because we have a negativity bias in this society as well. You know, if you do have positive attributes, you know, lean into those things. But you got to take the ownership of all of it. 
Right. You got to look in that mirror, folks. That's that's the the message I that I know I I deal with all the time. You know, is is trying to be honest with oneself about you know what those shortcomings might be. Um, Kyrie's got a big choice here, you know, and and it's going to impact all of basketball. <laughs> it's so great, <laughs> like. The, the 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 basketball land so that's going to be our next show is going to be like heavy on the basketball landscape i'm i was excited yeah. last year about parody about just like these what ifs yeah um you know the fact that milwaukee won was i mean it was not great for my pocketbook um you know because it would have been much better for others to win to make it all about me here but um the, the 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 idea that Giannis hit all those free throws in the finals, um, and and then that team with that construct, you know that like the grit and the grind that those guys displayed, you know the Drew Holiday defense, the Chris <laughs> Middleton unstoppableness, yeah. you know, like that's the kind of crap I want to be talking about. Um, this stuff is necessary because these are two premium teams coming out of the East and in the West, do we know what the West is all about? Like the West might not be on that level. Well, I mean, the West is going to be a bear. I think, I mean, we'll, we'll get more to we preview. I'm excited about, um, I, I definitely, I mean, I would definitely probably, I mean, I'm leaning more um, Bucks, Sixers, Nets probably than the top of the West. But I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of good things in the West. You know, we'll see when when Clay gets back and how that all works out. Because I kind of feel like this is kind of maybe their last dance. You know, like they're getting a little long in the tooth and. This might be their last go. I don't know. What's the word on Kawhi? I mean, is he going to be able to play this year? I kind of feel like he's going to come back sooner than people think. Like, okay. it, it could, I mean, Kawhi is another guy that could like, just be like, I don't want to do it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he's up in the air, but the, the team that I'm the most intrigued by is to me is Denver. Mm-hmm. To me, you know, looking at what, Phoenix did last year. I kind of think some balls bounced their way. They're a very good team, and that getting that far is going to help them moving forward. But I think a healthy Denver team might have came out last year. And I just love what they had going with Murray and um, and Jokic and uh, Gordon. Gordon looks good this year. They're deep. I don't know about that Michael Porter contract, though. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I mean, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't. I think he's a good player for them, but I've never, in my lifetime, heard of a person that has a back issue that's gotten better. He's young and strong right now, so he can play. But that, but that, mark my words, that back will come it, back. Yeah, yeah, it it's. It will come back, you know, because it's just there has not been one athlete or human being on this planet that has done good once they've had a major back injury. So 
that one that one surprised me but i think in order to keep it together for now they had to do it um but yeah they, they're the team that that jumps out of me as like a team that can make a big jump because of the quality of those i mean the the championship nature of those players the jamal I mean, jamal murray put on a show in the bubble right that you just don't see um, out of very many players, Jokic is that guy. He is that dude. Right. Like, yep. and like, and for Malone is that coach. Like, yeah, that I, I would love to have been a fly in the wall for Malone having to like hear about Porter's stance on vaccination. <laughs> Malone. Oh, I didn't catch his. Was, was uh, I don't know if he got it or not yet. I, I'm, I'm guessing because we haven't heard about it much. Um, but he he did up their Bradley Beal kind of a deal. Um, okay. But like they they will throw every punch that they have. They might do. They might have a couple moments. Like you'll probably see Jokic take a foul in the front court in like Game oh, Seven God. or something. And. Yeah. Like, because it's like built into his DNA at this point, yeah. and he can't stop himself. Um, the There'll be a little bit emotional because that's the way that yeah. their coach runs, you know. Yeah. Um, and that actually fits them as players as well. Um, it's a great mix. I think that's what yeah. you need to win. Yeah. Um, so yeah, them, the Lakers experiment. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> Under, under, under. Take the under, Hold everybody. Hold on to your seats. I don't know what the hell they're doing over there. That was something I, else. I, I mean, they have got a... And it's, you know, it's all about... Perce- I mean, you, you know, I'm a Laker fan. I'm a Laker fan through and through. And I just don't know <laughs> where you... I mean, the combination of guys is so bizarre it it's it's such a strange i don't know I mean, lebron did that right like that's the only thing that makes sense to me he at least okayed it i mean i just don't i mean you've got russell westbrook who we know it's no strange thing for him to go like one for nine or something from the three-point line that is not out of that is something that he'll routinely do you know you got him in there. He's the th- he's making more money <laughs> than LeBron and Anthony Davis, and he's the third best player. And there's a good chance that he will not even be on the floor in crucial situations. Can you imagine I, that? I, just, I can't. I just, could you? <laughs> I mean, it's just such a strange. You know, they bring back Rondo. I don't know. I mean, because I mean, I remember young Russell Westbrook. Westbrook was very dedicated to the backdoor cut, and I. So there's and and if you're cutting with purpose, Rondo and LeBron will give it to you. That that there's no doubt about that. But I just the way that the game is played with all the threes being shot. You know. I just don't know. I really. I don't. I don't know. This is a big for for having. A guy in LeBron who is so deep into his career, who just came off of these injuries, I think I would have went with a a little less star and more role player with that money. You know, that's just my, you know, my take on it. I, I think sometimes less is more. You have to. <laughs> 
I, I just don't know. This is it's going to be interesting. Though. I, I don't. Uh, I, I, I have to tell you right now, it ain't going to work. I'm, <laughs> I'm not. The only way, would, and here's what would be interesting, because you kind of seen it right now, is uh, you know, Riza goes down, um, Talon Horton Tucker goes down for a little bit. Both of them will be out like four to eight weeks, kind of that ballpark. Like if you get addition by subtraction, you start taking out like Carmelo Anthony and you know Kent Bazemore. You get these guys off the floor, so like other guys can get continuity around like LeBron and AD. Maybe that would change my opinion on their outlook, but not until then. And 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 that's the, the other than that, you got Utah, you know, Utah, Phoenix, um, Denver. That gives a nice foundation in the West for contenders. But then you just keep coming back to the East, and I, I that, that's why they think this 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 pod needed to happen because. Until you sort out the Kyrie Ben Simmons stuff, nobody knows what the chessboard looks like. Wait, so so just to be clear, do you not think that? Um, do you think that if Kyrie doesn't play, that they cannot win the East? No, no, I think they can. You think uh, they can? Yeah, with Kyrie. with Harden and and KD and I got it. You know what? It's interesting. Is like so they got all these pieces that they've added. Like a lot of them add no value whatsoever. Like Paul Millsap's done, cooked. Lamarcus Aldridge, I think, might have something in the tank, and I think he took might have. I don't know what he did last year, but maybe he comes in. And he's like last hurrah. I'll give you twenty good minutes. Nicholas Claxton is mm-hmm. really good. Um, Nick Claxton, the uh, yeah. the center. Um, like I think that gives them a legitimate athletic presence that they need. Blake Griffin's not good. Um, <laughs> Bruce Brown, I'm like listing all the things that are bad about him. Uh, Bruce Brown, I love, but I'm wondering about Joe Harris. He like disintegrated. He wet the bed pretty hard. He, that was a bed wetting, man. That was bad. I mean, he he really. I mean, it's never one player's fault. But if they had got average Joe Harris, they would have been in the oh, thing. I, mean, I couldn't wasn't believe it. Average. He was terrible. He was terrible. It was hard to watch. Yeah. I've been a awful. Joe Harris guy since he was in Cleveland. I yeah. I, and, and, and it was kind of those things that you, if you follow Joe Harris and watch Joe Harris, you kind of feel like he's built for those moments. And so it was even more, because he's, he's just a guy that like, if he's not shooting well, that's going to find other ways to impact the game. He was turning the ball over. He wasn't, he wasn't doing anything. He looked scared. He, yeah, he was scared. Then he, he was pulling the Ben Simmons. At one point, he wasn't even shooting. So that was, that was, a very, that was very disappointing. That's right? another reason why Katie's performance was so just out of control, crazy. He had no, right. He had nothing. Yeah. I mean, Bruce Brown, it was funny because he has been so good for them. And yeah. that play where he ended up having to take the shot, it really wasn't even on him that much. Mm-hmm. But it was, I think, it like shook him even out of his yeah. boots. So you, you lose Bruce Brown. And then, and then Harden didn't even want to shoot. Oh, no. But that's, I mean, but that was like, injury related, but it was still like nobody wanted to yeah, shoot at all. It was, but it's like, you know, like, again, like, uh, <laughs> I've watched way too many James Harden playoff performances. Like, yeah, he was injured, so maybe you could take, <laughs> you could take this off the list. But let me, when the when the going gets tough, I mean, that guy, 
man, he can disappear in very creative ways. <laughs> he really can. It really, so. for, for one of the league's yeah. best players, like literally he was like, uh, I don't have my preferred shot, so I'm just going to yeah. not shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. At least he made it past the half court line because that's usually a problem. <laughs> oh my! That's what yeah. we were talking about. Those the East is so weird. Like yeah, you, like the Nets are just a weird. You, you got Steve Nash in charge of them. Like they're just weird at every spot. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. Like I, I, it's weird watching that that series and you think, okay, if the Nets are healthy, they would have won, would have beat the Bucks. But like, I don't know. I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks are going to come back with it. One, I don't think you could ever count on those guys being all there. Even take, take this Kyrie thing out of it. Say Kyrie turns around, gets a shot tomorrow and he comes in. You're those guys get hurt all the time. So the, the idea that they're going to be healthy at the end of the season is very, it's a, that's a, that's a risk in and of itself. It, well, him not playing actually helps this. Which is the other weird. Right. But, you know, the Bucks are not, they're going to come back with a different moxie. You know, they're, they're, they've got, they, they've got it off their chest. Malone, or not Malone, uh, Budenholzer is going to come back with a little different, you know, way of coaching. He's not going to be as scared. He's not going to be as, you know, uh, predictable, you know, because he's, he's got the chip. He, he, he knows he's going to get another job now. No matter no matter what he does, he's gonna get another job, and I'm just really looking forward to seeing uh, Giannis because I think like he's that guy that we have in the league that has no ability to be satisfied. So he's gonna come back. That the free throw thing is wild because like he actually hit those throws. Yeah. And so that's also going to give him confidence, right? So now I don't know that there's anything that's going to stop him the, from that. The, the challenges and the, the adversity are where you grow. And, like, having people count at him on the foul line, like, I, uh, at some point I was like, dude, you guys got to stop that. <laughs> Not only are you giving him a perfect metronome <laughs> for his routine, but, right. like, <laughs> but, I mean, that's why you never talk trash to Michael Jordan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you, you kick, you, you kick the bear, you know, or poke the bear. It's like, you know, don't be surprised if that compels him to learn how to shoot these things. And if he, if he learns how to shoot these things, oh man, you know, he could get to the line twelve times, thirteen, fourteen times a game. Absolutely, and and that's kind of the difference between like building your team around a Giannis and building your team around a, a Ben Simmons. You know, one guy was the 14th pick that no one ever heard of. Mm. And the other guy was the first pick that was crowned the greatest, new greatest player before he had done anything. And Ben Simmons is not willing to go through what Giannis went through on the free throw line. He is not willing to be humiliated in front of millions of people. Giannis was. (laughs) Giannis was because that was the only way. It was the only way. He wasn't. He, there was no way they were going to win unless he kept going to the line. It was. It, there was no other way. There are a lot so, of lessons packed in here, man. There are a lot of lessons that you know. I, I, I think if you're listening, your kid out there, you know, trying to take it to the next level, you know, you, you got you got who you should be watching. You got what not to do. 
<laughs> you got some about looking in the mirror. You got some about narcissism. You got some about social media. You got something about, you know, everything here in today's show. I'm excited next, for this next, next show. I, I'm, I'm, next I'm, I'm, I want to. Yeah. And we're going to probably do it after the season starts. That's right. Uh, so we, it won't be like a preview show, but everything will be nice and fresh and we'll have, you know, new stuff to talk about regardless. But we'll have we'll basically be able to talk about at least three teams in each conference that are capable of winning it all, each with unique storylines. Hell, Utah. Nobody likes to talk about Utah. Those dudes just got punched in the mouth a bunch. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, that fits the model, man. It's almost like life is about getting punched in the mouth. And what do you do? Yep. After that. Um, all right. So we've gone an hour 20 plus. We got to get out of here. Got to get out of here. Um, we always do this when it's been a long time since we've recorded. So uh, good to talk with you, sir. Indeed. We will uh, be releasing more shows, getting back into the rhythm of things. And uh, you can follow all of that at hoopdashball.com where all sorts of good stuff. I mean, God, there is such a lineup of, I mean, just the podcast alone. There are just a ton of people you should be listening to. Um, you can find that on the website in the podcast section. You can follow this show on social media where we don't do a damn thing. Twitter.com slash K-O-Z-A-N-D-B-R-U show. And then on Facebook.com, uh, that cesspool. Oh my God, that cesspool. Slash Cousin Bruce show. Another one's in the books, guys. Peace. Peace.